Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. I'm joined today by my handsome husband, Dewey. Hi, Dewey. Hi, my beautiful wife, and hello to all the cat fans out there. We're glad you're joining us today. We're here to give you resources to care for your cat in ways that it makes them express their behaviors more naturally, things that are natural to their species, and to educate you about what those things are so that life with your cat can be more rewarding and, of course, behavior-free. So today... I want to do something a little bit different. I get a lot of little questions from cat owners, the kinds of things that don't require like a full-on behavior consult. They're somewhat easily answered either in a phone call or an email. So I thought we'd do a segment on these because if some of you are having these questions, there's probably a lot more of you thinking them that haven't reached out and, and asked them. So these these came to me in a variety of ways, mostly by email, and I've given the list of questions to Dewey, and uh, he's going to start us off. All right. Well, thank you very much, and I would like to thank all of those who have emailed in and have had questions and concerns about their cats. And this is where Molly really has the opportunity to explain it, dive into it, and share it with so many others. So the first uh, couple are kind of similar. So I'm going to just kind of read those to you together. And uh, let's see if we can't help them out. Okay, the first one starts off with they have two cats. Both of them are rescues. So they're asking the question, is there a way to train a cat to be an indoor pet instead of having it go outside? Both cats knew the outdoors before they were adopted. So we haven't had the heart to take them away from that. And that's understandable. We hear that quite often sometimes. But it's dangerous out there. As we all know, It's uh, kitties are uh, very vulnerable that are outside. Uh, our community is a densely populated area. One of the cats like to roam and sometimes across a street with a lot of traffic. What do you recommend? And I'll go ahead and read the next one too and let you answer both of them at the same time. Uh, we have two cats, French Fry and Tater Tot. Now that's some names for some cats. <laughs> that is awesome. And I, and I normally, by the way, don't share... Obviously, I don't share clients' names, and I rarely share cats' names, but I left those two in just because I thought they're so adorable, French fry. And that is cute. I hope they're both <laughs> French fry. French fry. I wonder what the next cat will be. Anyway, uh, Frenchie, which is French fry, uh, was a feral kitten and used to be outside when he had a yard. Now that we've moved into an apartment, he is having trouble adapting to where he has to be inside 24-7. He cries at the door and is being mean to Tater because he didn't have ketchup. <laughs> any, any advice uh, 
or suggestions on these two? The first, so the first one's asking for a recommendation, and the other one's asking for a suggestion. Yeah, so the, it's really both the same. They they have cats that you know for used to be outdoors. Either cats were feral and and adopt you, which by the way is the the most common way people get cats is cats adopt you. You know, community cats we call them. They're not all feral. Um, a lot of them are just cats that have been turned out. People move away, leave them, all kinds of things. They don't they don't wander off and get lost very frequently but community cats will occasionally adopt you and decide that they want to come inside and live with you but then they usually want to get back out because they're used to being outside and it's more fun out there and then in uh, Frenchie and Tater's situation you know they they were from feral roots I like to say when you have a feral kitten you know behavior is is inherited so if it if it's a feral kitten of generations of feral cats it's typically going to be less social than a kitten that is you know birthed from cats that were very very social so in, in this case these cats had a yard and then they moved to an apartment with no yard and and now their lives have changed and they're crying at the door and want to go out so yes it is dangerous on a lot of levels for a cat to be outside now let's start there there is traffic there are free roaming dogs there are predators like coyotes and owls and and dogs free roaming dogs also can be predators Um, owls hawks all kinds of things snakes even can get your cat so they can also be exposed to diseases from community cats that haven't been vaccinated they can pick up things like you know pen leukemia or feline leukemia or fiv unlikely but could um so there's just lots of things rabies uh, hopefully your cat's been rabies vaccinated but there's lots of things that it can come in contact with out there that could hurt it it could get in a bad fight with another community cat and be so badly injured it can't get home so it's it's not a good idea to let them outside however we you know when they're indoors they are bored and that's a common thing so there's lots of things you have to do first of all when you leave and you leave them alone leave music playing leave classical music playing Um, those frequencies are what appeal to cats more leave on the tv maybe so maybe one day you do classical music and another day you do tv youtube has a cat channel which has birds and squirrel excuse me squirrels and mice and things like that put bird feeders up at the windows as long as you don't have a too overstimulated cat if you have a very overstimulated cat putting a bird feeder at the window might actually overstimulate it more so you know judge by your cat's personality um and then do a lot of prey play because you know what they're doing outside that they want to go do so much is hunt cats love to hunt they're just wired to hunt they spend about six hours a day hunting so when you bring them inside you've removed all of their physical activity so you need to amp it up you need to get involved with prey play which means get you a wand toy with a great little furry mouse or feathers and crinkly paper they like that one the best nice long wand drag it around corners where they can't see it pop it up in the air like a bird you have to be the prey so you can't just be lazy and kind of dangle it in their faces you've got to get creative and you have to let them catch it because part of part of prey play is is letting them get that kill bite in 
Um, make sure that they have lots of scratching places. Make sure that your scratching posts are tall. I recommend a 40-inch scratching post. And I have links to a lot of products and things on the website at catbehaviorsolutions.org. And under the resource tab, it'll say products. And if you go there, I've put Amazon links to the things that I recommend. And there's a really nice tall cat tree that's only about $49. And um, if you have too short of a one, a cat's not going to use it. And they need to scratch. That's, that's part of what they do for exercise and and also territory marking make sure you've got lots of vertical space in the house lots of shelves for them to climb big tall cat trees so that it maximizes their square footage because when they're outside they roam a pretty good area that you're not aware of just how far they go and when we bring them inside it reduces their footprint so drastically that they feel like they don't have enough space. So increase their space by putting vertical shelves and little walkways and things like that for them. And that's what I would suggest. Keep them, keep them entertained because they're, they're right. They want to go out because it's more fun out there because we're kind of boring. All we do is feed them and tend to our own stuff. And we don't tend to interact with them in the way that they get the interaction outside. And I have one more suggestion. If you have a cat named French Fry and Tater Tot, maybe they need a toy that's called ketchup. <laughs> or they need a burger. <laughs> to go. You need a dog named Hamburger. How about a light, up, a, a light inside of an empty ketchup bottle? That might work. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay, so we have a, another person that wrote us, and um, she is saying... I have a two-month-old kitten who climbs my pants and my skirts. Now, the kitten has scratching posts, but doesn't use them. What can I do to make this stop? <laughs> and we've all seen videos of that. And if you've ever fostered little kittens, you know that the first thing they do is realize that the hands are the good things. The hands are what love on me and feed me and have toys. And those hands, I got to climb up there and get those hands. And so they climb right up your leg. They have no, they have no sense about them as to that their skin or that it hurts or anything else. Those are just scratching posts for them. So, and it's very hard to break at that young age because they're just being kittens and they're doing what's natural to them, but it does hurt and it it snags your clothes and things like that. So first of all, you can't scold them. Again, they're just doing what's natural. But when kittens climb your legs, it's probably because they're hungry. There's a lot of, I need to eat now going on with a kitten. So make sure that you're feeding your kittens frequently. You know, some dry food for kittens is okay, but make sure that you're feeding them, you know, canned food primarily, good quality canned food. Royal Canaan Baby Cat or Royal Canaan Kitten are the ones that I feed when I'm fostering kittens. That's the best you can do. But really any any wet kitten cat food that's high in protein, no byproducts, no corn, wheat, or soy. Those are all food intolerances for cats. Um, those are good. And feed them a lot of teeny tiny meals. You don't want a kitten getting hungry. And when the cat grows up, having the cat get hungry between meals is a really good thing. It's a good time to train them. It's a good time to interact with them. It's natural for a cat to be hungry. You know, in the wild, it's not full all the time. Food is not in abundance. So 
it's okay for an adult cat, but not for a kitten. While they're growing, they need to eat. So again, one toys where you can have a toy that's dangling two or three feet away from your body that the cat is playing with. So if it starts climbing up your leg, get its attention with a wand toy and lure it down off you so that it learns that playing with that toy is appropriate. Lure it over to the scratching post and up the scratching post and then give it a little treat. You can keep a jar of baby food on hand. Get the chicken and chicken broth or turkey and turkey broth and some popsicle sticks. And so lure it down off your leg over to the scratching post, gets to the top of the scratching post, give it a little taste of the baby food. They will learn through that positive reinforcement that this is the thing I'm supposed to scratch, not that thing. And then sit on the floor if you can with your kittens. Um, I know a lot of us, me included, have a hard time getting up off the floor these days. But, you know, get a low stool or something like that and spend time down on their level so that they don't have to climb up to get your attention. We have a really low couch in our kitten foster area so they can can easily climb up there and climb up on us and get on our necks and, and things like that. But mostly, um, it is very, very difficult to to stop because it's natural behavior. Make sure they're well-fed and lure them over to the scratching post and the appropriate things and use positive reinforcement. Even little tiny kittens can learn from positive reinforcement. I think my recommendation is buy pants that are made of carpet. (laughs) I'm sure you can find those on Amazon. My recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely you want to wear jeans. You know, Levi's are really a good idea if you're fostering little kittens. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we have another uh, person who um, sent us an email also uh, asking for your recommendation. Uh, they say, they're saying, I have workers who would come into my home. They often need to access the attic. And I've had issues with the attic stairway being down and my cat going up while the workers are in the attic. Also, workers coming, coming and going from the door, in and out the door, they don't always see the cat trying to go outside. So what do I do to stop all of that? Well, I think that um, putting your cat up when you have workers, you know, lock, putting it in a bedroom, putting a big sign on the bedroom door that says, you know, cat inside, do not open the door is the best idea. But also, you know, getting them into a carrier, teaching them to go into a carrier on command is very helpful. You can get a a larger wire dog crate, you know, if you have lots of people coming and going from your house, and you can put the cat's litter box and food and water and a bed in there. You can clicker train the cat to go to their place into that, close the door, give them treats. If you have a smaller carrier, not a teeny tiny carrier, I recommend you get a you know a good size cat carrier that's top loading. And then it's an opportunity to clicker train. I just did a clicker training class today out at the Santa Fe shelter and demonstrated how we do that. So we clicker train a cat into a carrier by rewarding the successive approximations to getting there. So first we teach the cat to target a target stick or your finger, and you hold it out, cat touches it with their nose, you click, you give them a reward. They get that down, you move them by moving your target towards the carrier, 
They get closer to the carrier, click reward. Then you have a top-loading carrier, so you put your finger or the target stick down inside the carrier. The cat gets in, click reward. You close the doors, click reward. You do these in little baby steps, and before you know it, the cat knows how to get into the carrier. Now, I usually use the command, let's go to get them into the carrier. So I'm pointing and I kind of make a sweeping gesture towards the carrier going, let's go. And the cat will run into the carrier, pop a treat in there, close the door. And that's the best way without that being traumatic. And then, you know, it's useful too, obviously, when you go to the vet. Now, if every time the cat gets picked up in the carrier and taken in the car, it ends up in a vet visit, it's going to learn to associate the carrier ride with a bad thing. So take your cat on a ride that doesn't end up in a vet visit. You know, take them somewhere, stop, give them lots of treats, take them back home, or take them out, set them in the park in their carrier, let them enjoy the pretty day, and put them back in the car and take them home. But I would either um, put them in a room, and if that's not possible, click or train to get them into a carrier on command so that they're in a safe place. And I think my recommendation for having something on the door is to say, please don't let our pet lion out in the public. (laughs) That would definitely keep people from opening the door. (laughs) I think the workers would pay attention. (laughs) I I like the idea that the cat cat would climb up the attic stairway. I think that's a pretty nifty trick, actually. (laughs) Right, right, right. But I can understand, you you know, cats missing and you're like, where's the cat? And then you remember, oh, yeah, the workers were here pull down the attic stairs and there it is looking at you. <laughs> I think it would be cool to have, teach your cat to, to fetch tools. So when he goes up to, into oh. the attic, he's bringing a tool to the guy up in the attic. That would be a good commercial. <laughs> and beers. Everybody's asking yeah. me how they quicker train their cat to bring him a beer. <laughs> yeah, well, then there you go. I think we could do that. Okay, moving on. We're, we're getting close on time here. So... Uh, The next one, uh, the writer says, in your recent podcast about body language, you didn't mention purring when you talked about vocalizations. Why not? Um, I probably just didn't think of it, but purring is not always a good thing. So when a cat purrs, it can be a stress purr, and it does sound a little different. It sounds a little more agitated. It's more like purr, 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 purr. Tabasco does it a lot these days because he doesn't always feel well. Usually the rest of their body language can give you some clues as to whether it's a stress purr or whether it's a, I'm feeling great, do more of that purr. So if they're crouched down, you know, with their feet tucked tightly under them and maybe their chin is down and you're hearing purr, 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 that's probably a stress purr. Stomach ache, not feeling good, something, something's going on with the cat. A lot of cats in the shelter will purr because they're stressed. And often it gets mistaken for, oh, they're purring because they're so content here. And that's not always the case. But your cat uh, does purr. Like if you're scratching the side of its face and it starts to purr, then that usually means that they love it and they want you to keep doing it. But not always. So pay attention to the rest of the body language. And and we did just do a podcast on body language. So if you missed that, go back and find that one. Yeah, that's the one that has the yoga pose in it. 
Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so our next writer asks the question, what should I do? Okay, let's see. I enjoyed your obesity podcast, and in it you mentioned four to floor. You had recommended that to me to use it on Opal from your rescue page. I remembered remembered I bought it and added it to Opal's food tonight. She ate it all. Can you discuss how best to use the product for appetite stimulant? I don't want to overdo it, so it's a must-have. So um, this is Amy and her cat, Opal. Thank you for listening, Amy, and you always have great questions. Um, Fortiflora is absolutely, well, first of all, as I had recommended it as an appetite stimulant, it cats love Fortiflora. What it is is it's a probiotic. It's made by Purina, and I think it's got brewer's yeast or something in it, a malt flavor, something like that. Cats just go gaga over it they love it i use it so it gets them drunk no it's not (laughs) beer silly (laughs) i i sprinkle it on top of tabasco's food every meal i take one packet and i spread it over the course of a day sprinkle a little bit on top of each meal i put a lot of water in his food so i sprinkle it over it kind of floats on the water on the surface and it gets his appetite going and he'll eat then the whole the whole bowl but there's no reason not for it to be a must-have i mean it's a probiotic so it's not going to hurt them i don't think they can have too much of it i mean it's not something you probably want to give more than one packet a day but it's not going to hurt them it won't upset their stomach it won't give them diarrhea in fact it'll help all that stuff because just like us they need good healthy bacteria in their intestinal tract and their gut so it's a good thing for them to have um so don't worry about it you know your cat refusing to eat without it just make sure you've got lots of it on hand again there's links to it too and all these products i recommend on the on the on my website under the resource tab for products so uh, check that out there and you'll understand what we're talking about but if you have a cat that's a picky eater first take it to the vet and rule out there's that there's not any dental issues and any health issues and if there aren't then try sprinkling some of the fortiflora on top of their food it's a really great way to get them interested in their food and it's okay if you have to do it every day that's awesome it kind of looks like a pepper or something that you put on there so that's that's uh really cool okay so the next cat fan uh, was going to Talk to us about two cats. Uh, Looks like uh, both cats are seven years of age, and they've been together since they were two months old. They're not related, but they are both neutered, and they're fighting for the last two months. Um, And I, I think she's saying something about she thinks it has something to do with her taking it to the vet. I had to separate them, she said. What do I, how do I make this stop, she's asking. Yeah, so in this particular case, there is a little bit of backstory here. Um, one of the cats was having some severe dental problems and was taken to the vet and had several teeth extracted. And then when it came back, it, the other cat attacked it and has been attacking it for two months. 
I wish they had called sooner. It would have been a lot easier to repair. But um, And this is all, it's called unrecognition aggression. Oftentimes when a cat goes to the vet, even if it's just for a simple visit, it comes back smelling completely different. And cats rely on the sense of smell to recognize one another. So when this cat comes back smelling different, the other cat thinks that it's a territory invader in the home and starts attacking it. So we had to do a complete reset on this one. And this one was probably a little more uh, um, a little more serious than most because this cat had a you know, had bad dental disease odor to him before he left. He came back and that was gone and so he really smelt very different. His breath smelt different, he smells different. So it must be a different cat, the other cat was thinking. So you have to go back to square one on cat introduction and that's a long process and it's on the website on the home page also under the resource tab introducing cats you've really got to hit the reset button and separate them and get them you know through gradual desensitization and positive reinforcement in the presence of one another used to one another again as as if it were a whole new cat but it it, it can be done, and it's not at all uncommon. But it is very frightening when that happens. Okay, so the next cat lover is talking about something that you and I are familiar with. My cat is constantly wake us, waking us up in the morning. Other than that, he's a sweet cat, sweet as can be. How can we get him to sleep in? <laughs> We've experienced this. Yeah, we used to have this problem, but we don't anymore. And that's because of feeding schedule. So you can reset your cat's clock. First of all, if you're free feeding dry food, stop. Feed canned food. I have many podcasts on nutrition. Listen to them, please. Feed a good quality canned food. Cats are snackers. They're not meal eaters. So you need to feed multiple small meals a day. I recommend you feed 20 minutes after you get up. That way, the cat doesn't associate you waking up and it getting fed. Because if you get out of bed and the first thing you do is feed that cat, it thinks, okay, I got to get her out of bed. I got to get her out of bed because then she's going to feed me. So I get up and I go to the bathroom and I brush my teeth and wash my face and I do about 20-30 minutes of stuff before I ever get around to feeding him so that he doesn't anchor any one of those actions with him getting fed. Secondly, I've got a food timer. So he gets food at 3 a.m., which was his normal time for waking us up. So at 3 a.m., the food timer pops open. He's got some of his freeze-dried food in there. It's not hydrated because it's been sitting there for four hours. So it's not hydrated, but it's dry and it's freeze-dried. And he gobbles that up, and that makes his stomach feel full enough to get him through to the morning because when they're waking you up in the middle of the night it's 99.9 percent about hunger they're they're hungry so change the way you feed and that will stop and ignore it by the way that's the other thing can also be attention seeking so if you do get up if you play with your cat if you pet him or touch him or whatever you do you just have to completely and totally ignore it and we can tell you firsthand that that actually works because we were getting woke up every night. So great job, great advice, and I would recommend you use it. So the next cat fan uh, wrote to us and said, I adopted a five-year-old cat from the shelter about three weeks ago. He sits in the kitchen and meows very loudly. What is that? 
mean? <laughs> I'm going, okay, I think I can figure this one out. <laughs> I'm hungry. Again, this is, this is the same as the last one. Um, it's, it's usually one of two things. It's I'm hungry or I want your attention. So when I when that person asked me that, I said, "Well, what do you do when when the cat is sitting there yelling like that?" And they said, "Well, we go in there and see what it wants." <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. and usually it it wants you to come in there and see it. It's very effective. I'm bored. I want my people to come in here, row, 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 and then here you come. What do you need? Oh my gosh, are you okay? So first thing. Uh, you got to do with behaviors that you don't want is ignore them. You know, make sure the cat is being fed often enough and the right kind of food so that it's it's nutritionally feeling well, and um, and and ignore the behavior and it and it will fade. That is great advice. And I should say, let me go back and say, if a cat is is not usually meowing, 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 meowing. Take it to the vet and make sure that there's no health issues going on first because you you'd also don't want the cat to be sick. In this particular case, the cat had just been adopted three weeks prior from a shelter. It had had you know, several medical visits, and, and it was fine. That was not an issue. Okay, so we're running down to the last question um, and the last situation. So let's take off with that. I adopted a cat from the shelter about two months ago and I've named her Heidi (laughs) because I never see her. That makes sense. Call her Heidi. She has been hiding under the bed since I brought her home. She won't let me touch her. And she's out when she comes out from under the bed and sees me, she runs right back in and hides. Thus the name Heidi. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What can I do? (laughs) Yeah, this was kind of a sad story. This, um, this was a person that adopted a cat from the Dallas shelter and, and it was a stray cat and she didn't get to interact with the cat because the cat was still on stray hold. So she adopted the cat was pretty catch. Okay. I'll take that cat. And, and it turns out this is a cat that's not been socialized with people. And so, you know, I, there, there is no easy, quick, good solution in, in this particular case. The, the moral of that story in reality was don't adopt a cat that you haven't actually held and spent time with and are comfortable with and you know is not a feral, you know, outside community cat. If you want a cat to be more of a companion, make sure you're getting a companion. But if you have a cat that's extremely shy uh, like that, then positive reinforcement is what you do to get that cat out. So you start tossing it treats. Let's say it runs and hides under the bed. We'll get down there to where you can see it, talk to it, nice, sweet, soft, kitty, baby voice, and toss it treats. It may be so scared it doesn't eat in front of you, but it will eat when you leave, and it knows who gave it the treats. So that level of positive reinforcement Feed it frequently, again, so that it has to see you feeding it and it gets used to associating you with the food. So just lots of reinforcement of every time it sees you, really good things are happening. Make sure that those treats are really great, you know, little shaved turkey or something like that. So that the cat goes, oh, wow, she's got the good stuff and, you know, and will want to come out 
You know, don't ever go faster than the cat is ready for. Don't reach in there and try to drag it out from under the bed and force love on it. It doesn't work. It's just going to terrify it. You're doing exactly what it's afraid you're going to do. So meet the cat on its terms. I have several clients with who have adopted cats, some knowingly, some not knowingly, that are not social. And, you know, the cats live under the beds and under the sofas and, you know, come out when everybody's asleep and use the litter box and, and eat and drink and things like that. And, you know, that's okay. Sometimes, sometimes that's what you get and that's what a cat is comfortable with. Over time, if you don't push the cat and there's never a situation where the cat is frightened by you, then that cat will be more comfortable coming out and spending more time with you. Keep noise levels very low in those households. No yelling, fighting. Keep the stress level very, very low for those cats. If you have a really dialed up household with lots of little kids and things like that, that's probably not a good match for a cat with that kind of history or personality. Excellent advice. Excellent excellent advice to all. And I'm sure every one of those are going to be very appreciative of your input and your recommendations. And another great episode, Molly. This is awesome. What do you what you want to explain why you do this for free? Well, that's a long question. You know, I thought we'd do a podcast maybe next week on on why I do do what I do. You know, I don't spend a lot of time talking about that. And I get asked that every now and then. Why cats? Why are you doing this? And and it's a long story. So next week I'll let you interview me on on that. Well, I think my mom might hear. I might let her do that. But at any yeah, rate. Yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> the mom and daughter show. <laughs> but but we do we provide this podcast um, as an outreach part of Cat Behavior Solutions. Um, cat Behavior Solutions is my nonprofit, and I'm dedicated to reducing cat shelter surrender by correcting and preventing behavior issues in the home. So it's shelter diversion. I don't want you taking the cat to the shelter because it's peeing on your boyfriend's clothes or or worse. There are people that actually take their cats to the vet and have them euthanized because they're peeing everywhere and they don't think those cats will do well in the shelter. And, and there's a lot of euthanasia requests for behavior, much more than I was aware of before I got into this. And so I'm I'm out to save the cats. That's That's why I do this. I know, and you are so dedicated to that. And if if those people that are listening to the podcast has not met Molly, you should. And you should talk to her about your cat. Everyone that I see that interacts with her is very surprised and amazed and calls her the cat whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things I know you do do on your catbehaviorsolutions.org site is you provide lots of resources for people. You have a great store for behavior products. You know, Behavior Boutique is is the little button on the on the website that'll take you to all the cool stuff uh, and an informational, rich blog. I think you're constantly putting stuff out there on the blog that you uh, would like for people to see. And so, I recommend if you're listening to this, go to the website, look at these things, and if you happen to go to Facebook. Uh, and can find Cat Behavior Solutions or Cat Talk Radio, please go out there. They're both going to take you to the same place. Uh, And like us, 
We love to have likes on. Actually, on Facebook, it's just Cat Behavior Solutions. Uh-huh. I don't keep a separate page for Cat Talk Radio. So okay, there you go, Cat Fans. You got to go to both now. Go to both. <laughs> like on both. <laughs> There's That's only one. Want. It's Cat Behavior Solutions on Facebook. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then I stand corrected. Go to Cat Behavior Solutions. This weekly podcast of behavior advice and education is is very in-depth for people um, who want to listen and learn more about their cats. Uh, I'd like to also tell everyone that Molly does virtual and in-home consultations and often holds educational seminars and speaking engagements. So please invite her to your location for a speaking engagement or education at your shelter um, or give her a call uh, or a just send her an email. She likes those. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Molly at cattalkradio.com, by the way. That is it. I was just fixing to say that. <laughs> it's great. Great minds think alike. Okay, so also, cat fans, we'd like to also mention to you that you can help keep all of this information flowing by making a tax deduction donation to Cat Behavior Solutions through the donate button on the website. Wow, so all of this can be done on the website. Yes, that website, I'm telling you what, it's getting out of hand. It is just overflowing with information. So go check it out. I spend a lot of hours keeping that thing current and fresh and up to date. And um, if you see something that's not there, let me know so I can I can add it up there. And we do all this, sadly, because shelter euthanasia is still the number one cause of death of cats in the United States. And as long as that's the case, then we are trudging forward, saving one cat at a time through behavior advice. So thanks for listening, everybody. We sure appreciate you joining us. And... Um, Until next time, keep calm and purr on. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.